or or to their benefit. Either way. Someone commented in the comment section about like Matt. Here's how you fix your shower. Okay, should we start? Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. One, two, three, four. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Curious Church Podcast. It's good to be with you again. I'm sitting around this little table with a bunch of really, really great people. Woo. Looking across from me. Hi, I'm Aaron. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm Sam. Good morning. Chris Ivan's here. <laughs> oh, reporting Formal. for duty. Formal introduction. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That was, our, that was our guest this morning, Chris Ivan's. You'll hear from, more from him, uh, well... Later. I guess right now. Uh, well, I think for now he should zip it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't say anything. Uh, in our very first episode, if you want to listen to that, we did a little spontaneous. It was a sp- yeah, and you should. It was a spontaneous segment called Apple Talk. Yeah, it was sp- spirit led. It was uh, yeah, it was spontaneous. It was heart. exciting. Yeah, and uh, we talked about what Apple. Like it was. We talked about the Honey Crisp. The Honey Crisp was our main point of conversation. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we've just gotten reams of feedback. <laughs> people, the people wow. want more, more Apple talk. Talking about, talking about, talking about apples. I've been thinking about apples. I sure hope you have. And and um and here's my thing. Okay, so when I was in junior high, every day my mom would give me a red delicious apple in my lunch. Did you, were you a, uh, like a sack lunch kid? Yeah, sack yeah. lunch. Uh-huh, it was yeah. like some sort of peanut butter sandwich yeah. and a red delicious apple cut yeah. into slices. Oh, so you, oh. oh, wow. And I have this to say about the red delicious Sports apple. Spoiled. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the worst apple. Yeah. And I, what I think is really interesting is it's the only apple that tells you how to think about it. <laughs> well, what about golden delicious? Okay, okay. Maybe the second apple. Yeah. Or okay. honey crisp. Well, well no, no, that's different. Tells you what it's like. Red, like. like delicious. Oh, I see. Gives you the adjective. It does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it tells you how to think about it, What's and it's it? almost like it knows it's disgusting. Whoever made it, whoever engineered the apple, thought this sucker is disgusting. How can we like market this thing? Oh, so Let's call it the red delicious. So you think it's like a self, like the apple has low self-esteem sort of is trying to compensate. And so, well, I don't know if it was engineered. I don't know. I don't know how it came into being, if it was from creation and it's made its way all the way through the, but you're saying if it was from creation, it can't have been categorized as very good. Well, I don't think it was in the garden of Eden. It couldn't have been (laughs) because it's disgusting. It's definitely a product of the fall. It's skin is too thick. It's skin is too thick. It has no flavor. Waxy skin. It's wax. Waxy. Yeah, well, that's the wax they put on it. But the skin's too thick. It's, uh, it's more compensation. They're just trying. So it's it's really overcompensation. It's a classic thou doth protest too much. <laughs> you have nothing going for you. But if you're really screaming into the wind, then people yeah. will believe that there's some substance. So anyways, I would trade my red delicious apple. I don't even think for anything. I just give it. I just <laughs> give it away. Called, that is technically not a trade. <laughs> I just give it away because you're it was trading disgusting. with a trash can for nothing. And I don't want my mom. Mom, if you're listening, I don't want you to feel bad. And seriously, I know we've got hundreds of red delicious farmers who listen to this on a weekly basis. <laughs> We're sorry. We're big in apple country. We're big. Yeah. I feel like they've though they've engineered apples that have transcended the red delicious. For instance, the Fuji apple is yum. Maybe we should talk about how man's hubris has allowed us to 
maybe create fruit that wasn't even the fruit that God intended us to eat. Wow. Okay, talk about Apple Hill. Yeah. Is there anyone making, like, Red Delicious? Basically, yeah, doing the Red Delicious and promoting it, saying, we do Red Delicious here. Oh, awesome. I don't know. I haven't. We're going to try to go up soon. We haven't been up there. Where, did you see Red Delicious when you were up there? Yeah, I was up there just a couple of weeks ago. I don't remember seeing any Red Delicious. If I did, I probably just skipped right over it because I too agree that the Red Delicious is not a good no, apple. It's awful. It's not delicious. No. But then you have. So I did realize this while I was up there. You do have this classification of apple that are baking apples, right? Oh, so yeah. apples that aren't supposed to be mm. just for eating, but that you put in. That's your goods. Granny Smith, right? Your Granny Smith, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wonder, I don't know, maybe the Red Delicious is actually just good for nothing. <laughs> but So there is a Golden Delicious too? Yeah, there's a Golden Delicious. They're, oh. they're golden and delicious. <laughs> <laughs> My whole point here is the Red Delicious is probably the worst apple in the world. Okay. Hot take. Aaron, do That's you agree it. with that? I think I agree. Yeah, yep. I probably I will. Av- I will not eat a Red Delicious apple. I if, would not. If, if given the opportunity to eat one. <laughs> Did you, when your mom sliced them up for you? They got brown. Oh. Oh, yeah. 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 Not pleasant. No. Did so you're she, getting the worst version. Yeah. Did she cut out the, like, seeds and the, yeah. the, yeah. the core yeah. part? Yeah, okay. yeah, Does anyone here eat the core? <sighs> no, but I've seen people eat it. My grandma. gross. My grandma used to eat the core. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> that was... This actually leads me into my apple, apple talk take for today, which oh, is... Oh, please. I have heard, I haven't tried it, I haven't had the courage to do this, but I've heard that if you just pull the stem off an apple, instead of eating around the core like you classically would, you just eat from bottom to top or top to bottom, you don't even notice the core. Oh, really? Yeah. What about the seeds? You just go, just like chainsaw (laughs) straight through it. (laughs) I think like you maybe spit out the seed or whatever, just like like in any fruit with seed in it. But uh, yeah. Who told you that? I have heard this from multiple reliable sources. Oh, so you yeah. eat it from bottom to top. Or yeah. Top to bottom. Instead of around, because there's all kinds of good fruit in there that you're not eating. Mm. But it's not I, It's not for me. I'm too conditioned to avoid mm. the middle. But Well, that's how you eat my bananas. Maybe bottom next Apple Talk. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe Apple Talk. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> I eat my bananas like corn on the cob. But, <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next apple talk we could all bring in an apple and uh, try that method. I of think. Eating. I think next. Okay. Next time it's apples in the. In I the think studio. so. I think we all have to bring a certain apple variety. Yeah. And then we'll have to eat it. You know, pass them around. Yeah. Take bites. Yeah. Okay. Good. You have any apple? Chris, thoughts? Chris, or Matt, Chris? Any <laughs> apple thoughts? Uh, I have an apple question. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's even better. <clears throat> it's a perfect place for. for I'm kind of curious of uh, what kind of apple you guys think was in the Garden of Eden. What kind of apple made Adam and Eve go, ooh? Maybe it was red delicious. It looks pretty good. But then you bite into it, you realize that was a huge mistake. I don't know, Brayburn. <laughs> Couldn't be honey, Chris, because or, a man made that. Was it, <laughs> we know how you feel about that. Was it even an apple? I think it was, I don't know. I heard it was like a, maybe a fig or something. Grapefruit. A fig? Grapefruit. Don't, yeah. we, don't we just not know? Isn't that? I, I think it was a pomegranate. Oh, yeah, it could have been a pomegranate. Huh. <clears throat> Is that because you hate pomegranates? No, it's because they look really nice from the outside and they're full of seeds. And there's kind of some theological implications with the whole seeds. And oh, interesting. I just think uh. it's more interesting than an apple. Cause and it kind of looks like an apple. 
You know, seeds are the only part of a pomegranate that's edible, aren't they? Isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yep. That's right. So you actually open it up and crack it open and take it. The seeds are the yummy part. Yeah. And they stain everything. I always thought it was a pineapple. Oh, but those grow on the ground. They stain everything. Yeah. Super. Ooh. Wow, this, Chris, uh, oh, this segment with Chris is going to get real deep today, folks. <laughs> We're going to ha- have a little chat with our special guest now, Chris, I- <laughs> Chris Ivins. Yeah. Chris Ivins, you heard his voice earlier. He did talk about the pomegranate, which yeah. was amazing. Yeah, insightful. So, yeah, deep. so that's just a little taste of what you're in for right now. This is going to be... <laughs> This is going to blow your lids, <laughs> blow your socks off, blow your minds. So, so Chris, you are at Granite Springs Church. You're doing a residency, which means that you're considering, you're exploring the possibility of a church plant, which is really exciting. But you're coming from the world of youth ministry, which I think I have this right, 13 years? I was uh, in full-time youth ministry at Valley Springs for 13 years and then five years at uh, Valley Community Church. Oh, so you did so a total so 18 of full-time Holy years, smokes. Yeah. That's like in dog years. What is that? A lot. Uh, that's that's a, like 200 a, years of a, youth a ministry. Dead dog. The dog's passed on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so you would be considered in, in lots of circles like an expert, a veteran, a survivor. Oh yeah, Ooh. survivors. Maybe good. survivors better because oh, look oh, at the above. I'm looking at him right now, guys, and he looks happy. Like he does. He looks after 18 years of youth ministry. He's smiling. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looks. He's glowing. So he he's must he must have done something right. <laughs> what did you do right? That's a good. That's a good place to start. Chris, what did you do right in 18 years? Yeah. How are you what still are happy? Victories? How are you still happy? How did that happen? Most youth ministers don't make it as long as you have. Oh, man, I don't know. I I think uh, just you know being called of God is kind of the one thing where I feel like it's a purpose, um, where I feel like I was you know kind of put on the earth to to do what I've been doing. Um, but some of it is just having good boundaries and just taking breaks and knowing that I loved it so much so at the beginning and how much hard work it was. I kind of thought, man. I want to be around for a while. I want to do this for a while. Mm. I better take care of myself and make some good decisions so that I can, you know, show some or, you know, have some longevity in this. Mm. Most youth pastors, I think the average, they last about, what is it, 18 months? That's not a long time, is it? That's not a long time. So you, at 18 months, did you feel like maybe I should give up? No, but another thing is I had... um, two great bosses, well, now three great bosses that allowed me to, you know, have some margin and have some break and, you know, have some freedom to create my own schedule, things like that. And they understood that, you know, youth ministry has its own unique challenges maybe too. Mm. Were you guys ever in youth ministry, Aaron, Matt? (coughs) I uh, interviewed for a youth ministry position and was almost offered it and then turned it down. You turned it down. Yeah. But you were almost kind of. offered. <laughs> I, know you're, I know you're thinking about offering me this job, and I just want to just tell you I'm not going to take it. It was, it was a really complicated situation. It's not worth going into, but all the things I said are actually true about that circumstance. So, But it, it wouldn't have been. I, I don't think I could have done it, to be honest. Hmm. I help out periodically with the younger kids here, and most weeks that's too much. So mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. As, as great as they are. Aaron, never were you? Did. Never did. I, I get exhausted thinking about it. Even so, as a kid, you were exhausted. 
Oh, like as a kid? Um, well, yeah. Did you ever go to youth ministry? Yeah, I went like to youth yeah. group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went to youth group in high school, junior high. Uh, yeah, yeah, both. Okay. Um, pretty small church, so it was like, yeah, a little Bible study kind of thing. Hmm. We had we didn't have like a cool youth leader like I'm sure Chris was. We had. Um, well, I love you, Mrs. Robinson. If you're listening, tells <laughs> <laughs> the truth. Come on, it was it was place. a little more academic. Like she wanted oh, wow. she wanted to kind of teach us. Oh, wow. uh, stuff. No, that was was that Sunday school. That was Sunday school. So no marshmallows. You know that's not fair, Mrs. Robinson. I love you. You did great in Sunday school. I'm thinking of uh, yeah, youth group was yeah games like Mar- yeah like chubby bunny yeah yeah stuff like that eat a bunch of saltines and try and whistle i remember that here's here's i remember a rap that we did based on books of the bible it was the 90s oh wow early 90s hip hip youth group i have a question for us what is the worst thing and chris what's the worst thing you made like a a kid in your youth group do so this is or that as youth group participants you had to do so my story is i had a youth group leader who were doing a classic youth group eating game and I had to eat an entire raw onion. And that Ooh. stuck with me for several weeks. Like the taste is just, you can't, doesn't matter how much you brushed, Listerine, it, you're stuck with that. And it like gets in your, like you sweat. Yeah, kind of the whole, the whole thing. It's just a really bad experience. But is this an episode of Onion Talk? <laughs> 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 did you ever, did you ever do those food games? Um, yeah, of course. Um, but part of longevity in youth ministry is knowing what to do and what not to do. So we've all stopped the chubby bunny. Oh, that's done. About, yeah, about 10 years ago, <clears throat> someone, um, yeah, with the marshmallow had a, and so we don't do that anymore. Oh, so oh in, your, in your youth group? No. Oh, in someone else's in, Yeah, group. yeah, yes. Yeah, the stories and, pass uh, around. Yeah. And so it's, you know, like, oh, maybe we shouldn't do that anymore. Okay. And then, no, but the, uh. I don't know, maybe the grossest thing I, I didn't make him do it, of course. You know, you suggest these things and the kids just are, you know, they cooperate pretty well sometimes. Um, we had like a um, a minnow swallowing contest. Ooh. A minnow Ooh. swallowing? <laughs> I, oh, I need more <laughs> okay, context. Okay, give us more. Come on. Well, um, I don't remember. It was a long time ago because nowadays you don't do that stuff as much. It was maybe, I don't know, 15 years ago, and it was a minnow swallowing contest of who could, you know, have a minnow, and they'd hold it above their mouth and swallow, and then the next person would go, and oh, they could maybe do one, and then the next person, you know. How big is a minnow? Well, this is the this is a classic like uh, fraternity hazing kind of or yeah, well, frat I think, party kind of. What trick, I think is interesting it? is I think youth ministry. You know, fifteen years ago, it was about because I remember I was a youth pastor around that same time, and there was a lot of like this idea of like extreme. So everything was extreme, extreme this, extreme that, mm-hmm. and it was this Even, idea like, extreme that extreme Bible, like in a, you'd have yeah, like, everything was X kids. yeah dash oh, sure. yeah. extreme right right extreme. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? Extreme I mean, days. and yeah. so it was kind of like oh, youth yeah. ministry is crazy, youth ministry is wild, and you kind of do a little Jesus on the side, but let's draw them in with like crazy, fun, wild, wacky yeah. stuff. Right? Some of it, yeah, some of it's just speaking their language. I mean, and sometimes it was just a matter of when I didn't say no. So there was one time of where we were at a, a kind of a taqueria, a Mexican oh, yeah, restaurant, yeah. and uh, one of the kids uh, dared the other kid to drink the hot sauce. It was hot, <laughs> you know, 
And he said, well, I don't know. And I'll, I'll give you a dollar. Oh, okay. Well, then soon all these kids gathered around like, well, I'll put in my dollar. Well, I'll put in 75 <laughs> cents. Well, I got $2 or three. Oh, no. And so soon there was like a pot of, you know, 10 to 20 bucks. And before yeah. you know it, this guy just took the, you know, the hot sauce and just downed it. And we all, ah, oh! we all exploded. The place exploded. And then he took, you know, his 15 bucks or whatever he had in change and made sure to buy a big glass of milk right after <laughs> <laughs> And so just, we allowed that stuff and it was, it was fun. That's, I thought he was going to give it the money to church actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, he pocketed it. Well, so no. have you seen, so over, over 18 years, have you seen, cause youth ministry does have the element of like you're saying, Sam, you've got, you've got to have, you've got Jesus. You have to kind of have Jesus in there, but then you have all oh, this other good. stuff that hopefully would appeal to them. Have you seen have you seen that kind of change over the years like the things the draws the things that draw them in like kids from you know 15 years ago versus kids now or is it kind of the same like if you're at a certain age this is what you're into you're into crazy and well, that's kind of how we get you in the door Yeah some of it is just speaking their language and I think kids' language is just having fun together. And so we kind of don't, as a youth minister, you don't really see it as, okay, now we're going to have lots of crazy wild fun. Oh, and the last 20 minutes, we're going to teach you about Jesus. It's all kind of one language because how we talk about Jesus is fun too. And, you know, the same person that you're swallowing hot sauce and minnows with is praying for you and loves you and cares about you and is there for Mm. you when you need them. So we see it more... I don't know. When you're in it and you're doing it, it just feels more holistic, I guess. Hmm. Hmm. You know, when I was a youth pastor a long time ago, I only did it for three years. I'm almost one of those statistics. But um, I think I started started by doing all these things that I thought I should do as a youth pastor. So it's like, oh, we're doing the the all-night, the all-night thing. Okay, we're doing that. Yeah. And about a year in, I thought this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks for man. you. Or do you think it? Well, the kids loved it. The kids yeah. loved that stuff. But if man, it was like, I think I thought because, Hey, you know, well, nothing good really happens after midnight. I mean, uh, at, so that my point, mom at that point, told me. I I'm not, and I'm not <laughs> talking. And I'm oh. just saying that like, at that point, you're kind of babysitting. I felt like you're kind of like, you're helping kids stay out of trouble. You're helping so-and-so, whatever. Not this is a lock-in thing, right? Is that what you're Lock talking Lock-in, or yeah. sometimes you would take them to a certain place, and okay. then all these youth pastors from all the area would be taking their youth groups. Basically, I thought, after about a year, I thought, I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore, because hmm. it's not fun for me, and it's not productive for them. Hmm. And I felt, I felt too much like a babysitter, yeah. rather than like a youth pastor. I don't know, how, how did you, do you still do overnighters? Do you do lock-ins? What do you think of all that stuff? Um, it's, it's all opportunities, I think, but it, uh, it, you just have to have enough adult presence, uh, to make it work. So I'm not going to do an all nighter if I'm the only adult that's willing to stay up all night. (laughs) Um, but if I have a team to do it, I'll do it, you know? And then after a while, it's like you get the, uh, you know, the mom that comes at five in the morning and helps you clean up and there's ways to kind of work around it and schedule it so you can have a day or two off afterwards so that you can recover. Mm. things like that but it's uh, the all-nighters i've done well i've done quite a few but i don't i don't love them Mm -hmm. i guess yeah i'd be curious we talked a little bit in our in our first episode i think about the curiosities of church in a sunday morning and kind of the strangeness that someone potentially an adult would feel coming in uh i'd be curious to hear what you guys think like 
is a young person's experience going into a youth group similar or is there actually like is there something more comfortable like is it analogous or is it actually a different experience to go for the first time to like a christian youth group versus a sort of adult going to the first time for it to a sunday morning service Hmm. i'd uh, i'd say it's amplified that um kids inherently especially junior hires feel awkward by nature Mm. that's their default mode of awkward awkward (laughs) (laughs) and so i think when they walk into a new place they just feel amplified and so it's it's tricky in youth ministry of where i've told my um student leaders or whatever and you know these are kids junior hires whatever like all right you guys we got to be awkward or we got to take the awkward out of the situation by kind of being awkward and kind of introducing ourselves and saying hi and you know making Mm -hmm. sure they have uh, a seat next to them and those are all kind of big things challenges for junior hires to do but when they do them it helps just you know get rid of some of that awkwardness and makes everyone feel more comfortable but I, I think it's amplified. Yeah. I mean, when you're in junior high, there's so much social weirdness that you're navigating. And you, I mean, I look back on those years, I'm like, oh, it's poor kid. Like, I, my heart goes out to those kids because I remember just that time of life where you, you can, because I felt like I was a pretty confident kid, but even singing in the corner. Still. <laughs> I was just, like, every, every situation came with its own, like, set of, like, what do I do? And I don't know. I'm yeah. just going to stay over here. And uh, yeah. So I can see where that's, it must be hard to get new kids in the door. Right. And then, and I'm sure like once kids are kind of in, like then there's kids who are in and maybe kids who aren't, and there might be little, you know, clicks that naturally form. So I'm sure there's challenges involved with keeping that stuff kind of broken up. And And I think that kind of explains why junior high leaders especially are kind of weird is because they want to absorb that weirdness, that awkwardness. And so if you're in a, if you're in junior high and you're in a room and you're like, okay, that adult I think is respectable, but man, look at how he or she is acting. They're crazy. Like that kind of eh, makes you kind of relax and it makes mm. you feel good. Of like, mm. oh, it's not just me. That guy's crazy too, you know? Mm. Yeah. You know, I think in the first few years of ministry, no one really knows what they're doing. Even though they may in their interview say, hey, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I don't think anyone knows really. And then after the first few years, that person may start to figure out, okay, I kind of, not only am figuring out ministry, which is its whole, with its, its own kind of crazy thing to figure out, but then youth ministry. Chris, did you ever have like maybe a moment when you kind of figured out like, okay, I'm, I kind of, I kind of know what I'm doing now. And what, what is it that you were doing? Um, I, <laughs> no, good question. I think it just happens gradually, but I think after three or four years of doing it, I was like, okay, um, I didn't leave anyone at Great America. I, uh, everyone survived the trips. The kids are learning a few things about the Lord. And, and then um, the parents or like the new kids that come in. Maybe they're little brothers and sisters of kids that you've already had. And so there's some automatic trust that kind of kicks in of where you've been around for a while. And you're like, oh, sweet. And then you kind of build a little momentum. And then the adults actually respect you because you're teaching their kids something. And so it it was kind of a a gradual thing. But after a while, after three, four, five years where you're like, oh, okay, I haven't haven't ruined it or I haven't messed things up. Maybe I can do this. Mm, that's really cool. So there's something about longevity, being in a certain place for a while, doing the same ministry, that you saw some fruit that you didn't see 
in the first few oh, years. Oh, I think so. I think so. Hmm. Um, well, I was just going to say, it's interesting, you know, talking about that then and comparing that with what we were talking about earlier with the shortness of many youth ministers. And one of the things that just comes to mind is we're talking about sort of the unique challenges, the amplified nature of youth ministry is the fact that, and I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts about this, it seems like often youth ministry is the first step on a professional minister's career. Like you get hired at the church as a youth minister and you're going to do that for a period of time and then you eventually move on to the next thing, potentially after a very short period of time. I, don't know, I think it's a whole bunch of, of different things, but uh, one of the things too is that um, when people that are gifted in youth ministry in the early 20s come in, a lot of times they are, the reason they're good at youth ministry because they relate to kids is because maybe they're a little immature themselves. Hmm. And so they're, <laughs> they, they haven't forgotten how to be obnoxious or how to have fun or you know how to mess around with the kids. And so <clears throat> sometimes that doesn't bode well for their relationship with a senior pastor or with parents huh. of where, wait, I thought we... I thought this guy was supposed to be an adult. I thought this guy was supposed to be respectful. Or girl. And yeah, 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 totally. And uh, yet they're kind of a, a knucklehead with my kids. <laughs> and their kids are having fun and, and all that good stuff, but then they don't hang around enough to be mentored themselves and to grow up themselves. Yeah. I think I think that's a big I think part, part of it, too, well. is congregations, I think, sometimes don't know what to do with the youth. It's like... Most congregants or most people in the church would be like, okay, junior high, middle school, high school, that's scary. I don't understand it. So let's <laughs> hire someone who then that we kind of push in their direction and say, okay, now you, <laughs> we're hiring you right. to deal with this crazy age group. We'll support you sometimes, but you go <laughs> As do a it. a separate thing. Yeah. Right. And so that's kind of almost like, I think there's a fear there. Yeah. Um, do you think that's true, Chris, or do you? Oh, yeah, I, I think sometimes I think adults forget to how, how to have fun, Oh, how to just let loose a little bit, how to speak the language of their youth. When we get to know each other, yeah. we, um, oh, where are you from? How are you doing? Oh, you just got married? Oh, tell me about that. We almost politely interrogate one another. Mm. Huh. Kids don't do that. Kids just get in and start doing whatever they're doing, they just start playing automatically. Huh. They have no idea what, where, what, yeah. where they're from or what they'd like to mm. do, or they just start playing. It's, it's a whole different way of uh, relating to one another. And sometimes it's been fun over the years to teach adults or to model to adults of like, just how to have fun again. Yeah. Hmm. I love that. This is interesting because I've got a uh, six and a four-year-old. And if, you, if we go to a playground or a park or whatever, the kids don't kids don't do this inter polite interrogation. They're just like they might like say what their name is and how old they are because that's important when you're four. Uh, but yeah, they just uh, they'll make friends and they just just start playing. Mm. Uh, that's uh, and that's so so. I like that there's like a junior high version mm. of that happening. It reminds me of this. Um, I knew this kind of middle aged guy who wanted to be married. <clears throat> so he was kind of dating. He was a pastor guy. He wanted to be married. And one time we were sitting down talking and um, he told me the two things that he's looking for. He says, I want someone who can, we can play together and we can pray together. We'll play and pray. And that kind of sounds like what you're saying a little bit, Chris. Like you're trying to create a kind of a youth ministry culture where it's like we play together, we have fun, we, we're crazy, wild, we laugh together. But then we're also a community that prays together. We support each other. We learn about the Lord together. Oh, yeah. 
Definitely. Um, one of the best things in youth ministry is when I go on like big trips or um, maybe not an all-nighter, but we've done this thing called the beach retreat where, you know, you take 40, 50 middle schoolers and, you know, 20 adults and you go out to and camp on the beach. Uh, we've done that at uh, Dillon's Beach for uh, many years. And it's really fun because there's space and there's time and where you have the adults help out a ton and do the responsibilities that need to happen. But then there's an opportunity to kind of have fun and there's an opportunity for the adults to kind of let their guard down and, and just to play with the kids. And that's really valuable. That's what I, I really loved seeing that in youth ministry and, you know, seeing adults, you know, get in touch with their kids selves again and have fun. So Chris, is there, is there a, a, a part of the, part of the Bible or a part of kind of the gospel story of being a Christian that seems to captivate kids more than another? Um, yeah, I think it's Jesus. And I think uh, the red part, <laughs> um, the red letters, right? Yeah. I think when kids start to, you know, Jesus is the ultimate, he's the son of God. He's who we're all, you know, worshiping and following. And wow, he's doing this stuff. He's, you know, mm -hmm. he's uh, mixing things up and saying contrary things and performing miracles and, and having fun and parties mm -hmm. and getting in trouble mm -hmm. with the authorities. <laughs> like, how cool is Making this wine. guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm, I love that. It's interesting because when you're when we teach little kids about the Bible, it's all these Old Testament stories, right? So yeah. it's Noah's Ark and it's burning bushes and it's uh, parting Red Seas. And I was just wondering, Chris, we might have some sort of youth minister, youth pastor person listening, and they may be feeling discouraged, which I think happens a lot in youth ministry because you don't always see the results of your work right away. Do you have any stories or any encouragement for someone, maybe someone, maybe a story from your own youth ministry experience where it took years to see the fruit of your labors, your, your pouring into these young people? Man, I, um, yeah, I, I would say give yourself some space to get some time and to, if God called you, um, you need to remember that. And so give yourself some space to remember the time and those feelings and the scriptures um, that you felt like, oh yeah, I'm called to do this. Because it's a special calling um, uh, it's by the grace of God, right? And so you've, if you're holding on to that, I think you know God's the one that sustains us through everything anyway. And so it's kind of like getting back to God and getting back to your calling and making sure that okay, I'm kind of called to do this. This is how this is how I'm wired. This is how um, this is my purpose. This is my calling. So I'd say you got to remember your calling. But two with uh, with kids, we were talking earlier about you know they don't. Um, they don't have the, you know, the, they don't know how to politely interrogate each other. They don't know the, you know, the social, um, the rules of the day or whatever. So they don't say thank you or they don't encourage you mm -hmm. or they don't, you know, recognize if you're having a bad day or, you know, um, they don't cut you much slack. And so you got to kind of remember that throughout. But what's really neat is that when you bond with a kid, um, especially I think middle schoolers, when you bond with them um, at that age, they don't like, you know, you were even mentioning, and I, we all have people in our lives that we remember very clearly from those years that, mm -hmm. oh, they were special to me. They, um, they cared about me. They actually liked me. And so know that how, um, 
how you still see those people in your mind that impacted you, the kids in your ministry, that's how they see you. Hmm. And, uh, you know, to take heart and to be encouraged and to keep up the good work. I like knowing that there was somebody way back then who liked me at my least likable, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Chris, for sharing some of this. I think there's a lot more, I'd love to explore more of this play and pray idea as a model even for adult fellowship, but we're likely going to have you back to continue some of these conversations and talk about even some non-youth ministry stuff as mm -hmm. you kind of make a transition in your own ministry here. So, great Sounds to good to me. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. We thought we'd go around and just talk about things that we like from anywhere, from, mm -hmm. from culture, from the world, from Netflix, from... If you've listened before, you've heard our pay attention, be astonished, tell about it. Just kind of our more our deeper observations. Yeah, this is kind of like a right. dumbed down version of that. Yeah, yeah. This is like a stupider, stupider <laughs> version. Not necessarily stupider, but a little. Uh, is that a word? Stupider. Mm. Stupider. More stupid. <laughs> uh, it's a dumbed down version stupidist. of that. Yeah. But anyways, so this is something that you like. Yeah. And you're going to tell our 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 listeners about it. So mm -hmm. let's start with Matt because I see he has notes. <laughs> yeah. So one thing that I like, I was thinking this week. There's lots of things I like. Um, but one is this husband-wife group, I guess, duo, band, called Jenny and Tyler. Have you guys ever heard of Jenny and Tyler? Anyone nope. in the room? Nope. Yeah, one over there. Um, I, uh -huh. I'm i a sucker for the blend of male and female vocals and kind of a more stripped-down sound. And they, they just do it for me, particularly their latest album, which is of this, I'm sure. So... Rachel, my wife, and I actually danced. Our first dance was to the last song on this album. Uh, yeah. It's a great album. It's a, it's, what I like about it is it's an album all of love songs, but not all romantic love. So, like, they have some songs that are for their kids, ones for, like, their unborn child, and then others for, like, how we're raising a child. So, there's this theme of love, but sort of through all the walks of life. I like it. I have many things that I like. Yeah, so this was really hard to like bring it down to just one. So I think I'm going to I'm going to mention this comic that I've been kind of into, which I'm not really into comic books. But I was in I was in uh, Michigan uh this past summer and I went into a comic book store and I said, "I'm kind of into like space stuff." And they pointed me towards this comic called Space Riders. <laughs> Space, like R-I-D? Yeah, like riders, like riding a horse. <laughs> like riding space. It's called Space Riders. Uh, it's kind of like a comic book, a little bit for uh, adults. Hmm. Well, what made you go into a comic book store? I don't know. I was just huh. wandering around downtown, came okay. across this comic book store, went in. I said, hey, I'm kind of into this. And it's called Space Riders. Uh, it's kind of weird. It's kind of like kick butt kind of space adventure kind is it, of stuff. Is it like a like a serial? Well, comic? there's four like of them. Okay. There's four like little comics and then they combine them. So you can buy actually all four kind of combined into a single um, thing that you can buy. Space Riders, it's kind of, it has some swearing in it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's why I say it's kind of more adult-ish. But it's fun. It's wild. The, the illustrations are kind of like crazy colors. It's just like, it's kind of a wild comic and it's fun and it's i like space so check it out space writers 
I like it. There's this new app out that a lot of the cool kids are using called Musical.ly. Yeah. Oh, so it's an app you put on your phone, and um, there are, I don't know what you'd call them. I guess uh, there's like a, a framework of like music of where you can get on and then you video yourself kind of lip syncing to the music and then you can modify it and mod it's video and audio and it's only like 15 seconds long. And so you got a lot of kids that are, you know, like they feel like they're a little star and they're, you know, pantomiming and doing all this weird, funny stuff to the music. And then they share it with their friends and then they, you know, dance and do all this stuff. And it's neat because it's really, yeah, it's really neat because it, um, you can share and there's different, um, you can do original stuff or you can do, you know, steal other people's stuff. I don't know exactly how it works as I haven't done it myself. My daughter does it and huh. all of her friends and it looks pretty fun. Mm, I cool. love it. Yeah. And there's such cool stuff that kids can do these days. It's like your own individual YouTube yeah, cool. made easy. Oh, that's cool. I like it. Okay. So one of my um, vices is that I do like video games. So when I was a little kid and I got my first, like I played flight simulator on the Commodore 64 way back when and jump man, okay. all those kind of games. And then I never had an Atari or anything. And then uh, my, you know, the first Nintendo system, I remember playing super Mario brothers when I was a kid. And I, I learned, I guess that my dad is kind of a video game. Mm. Like, oh, he, like, he would be, like, if he were younger, he would be, like, we'd be playing together, but he's just, like, was just a little too old for, like, he had the first version of Pong that you do on the okay. TV and stuff. Anyway, that's all to say that a new game just came out called, so I like video games, so there's a game called Forza Horizon 3, which is a racing game, and it's kind of an open world game. Oh. It's on the Xbox One, and it looks so good, like, the water is just really gorgeous and all the cars, I'm not really into cars either, but racing games are super fun and, mm. and uh, my kids can grab a controller and we can play together. So that always, is always good. I like it. Hey, Matt, uh, where can you find us on the web? On the web? On the internet. Yeah, you can find us on iTunes. We're in the iTunes store, Search Curious Church Podcast. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review that helps other people find the show. Leave us a really good review. We've got one from Canada, so the U.S. is kind of not pulling its weight right now. <laughs> uh, but you can find us there. You can also find us at grantsprings.org slash Curious Church, and you can find more about the church there as well. And if you have feedback, questions, things you want us to talk about, hey, let us know. You can email us at curiouschurch at granitesprings.org. Especially if you have Apple Talk ideas. Yeah, we <laughs> would love some more Apple Talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh I just want to say thank you to Chris, our special guest today. Thanks, Chris. Chris. You are welcome. My pleasure. And uh, I'm Sam. I'm Matt. I'm Aaron. And thanks for being curious with us. See you next time.